What is up, football fans, and welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow host, Matt Fair Kaczynski and Alex the Marine Ruiz. Gentlemen, it is finally here. It is. It yeah. is. It is here. We are less than 24 hours away. There's going to be a real football game that gets kicked off tomorrow night. Um, there is major college football that will get kicked off on Saturday, and then the rest of the NFL will file, follow suit on Sunday and Monday. So we finally get to bring our show's uh, first um, week, uh, week preview of games. So we'll, we'll finally get to preview games for the first time on the show. Um, cover some fantasy football stuff, cover some, some gambling stuff as well. Um, as always, our show tonight is uh, brought to you by our, our partners at String Sports Brewery in historic Springfield, uh, just past downtown on Main Street. Uh, a great place to watch football, a great place to drink beer and, and eat food and hang out. So if you haven't been, uh, go uh, go check it out. Go uh, go say hey to Colby and the rest of his family running uh, running the, the brewery up there. Uh, it's a it's a great place, and we thank them for uh, for allowing us to be a part of uh, what they're doing in the community and and bringing you guys football each and every week. So uh, we we thank them, and and I'm pretty excited, boys, for for our show tonight because, like we said, we finally get to talk football and games that matter. Like Alex said, there's there's a uh, shit that counts starting tomorrow night. That there is game one, baby. Yeah, that's right. So game one. So we'll get into that. Um, but uh, as always, we'll start our show off um, as we do every night with our drink of the night segment brought to you by our friends at Engine 15 Brewery Company over there on uh, on Beach Boulevard near Penman and uh, Jack's Beach. Go uh, go visit Engine 15 if you're over there beachside. Um, they've got their trivia on Tuesdays. You can join up and be a, a member of their mug club, another uh, good place for good beers. So uh, our drink of the night segment, as always, boys, to kick off the show. So we're going to put a drink in my hand. We're going to put a, uh, a Bless Your Heart Blondale from Lost Province Brewing Company up in Boone, North Carolina, in my hand tonight. Uh, it goes down smooth. It's delicious. Uh, so that's what I've got. Shout out to, to Andy and the crew at, at Lost Province up there in Boone. Uh, for, for making delicious beer. So that's what I've got going tonight. What drink do we have in our hands, gentlemen? Man, look, I thought tonight was a special occasion. We're doing it up and big in this house. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. I let my three-year-old pick between Jose and Casanova, so that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking some Casanova, baby. Some more, got the good some more tequila. You let the three-year-old pick. Yeah, I let my good stuff. He picked it based on the bottle. There you go. Are you sure? <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually am going no beer tonight. Actually, which is weird. I am doing uh my last little bit of uh, two stars bourbon. All right, there we go. So we got beer, tequila, and bourbon. Yeah, man. Cover the bases. There we go. The so only that, three. Li- the only three kinds of alcohol you need. Yeah, there you go. So if you're listening to the show and you enjoy a drink, we hope you drink responsibly. As always, we thank we thank our buddies over at Engine 15 for sponsoring the drink of the night each and every week on our show. So as we uh, as we get into our our first segment every week, first official segment, the the NFL Whip Around, 
we, we will uh, we will start it off, and and uh, I think we've got a lot of guys who are are pretty happy with uh, with their their next trips to the bank. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to look at who got paid. <laughs> So I'll, I'll start off who got paid with uh, the one that I'm obviously most excited about. The, the Chargers went ahead and re-signed Keenan Allen to a four-year deal worth $80 million. Uh, our best offensive player, well-deserved for, for Slayer. Uh, so I know I'm not the only Chargers fan who's pretty thrilled about that. So we've, we've locked up Bosa long-term on defense this year. We've locked up Keenan Allen long-term on offense this year. I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, yeah. man. You guys got a, got a good player, a nice little extension getting taken care of there, and you're bringing them home for the long term, man. That, that's right. And and right across uh, the street in L.A., uh, a former Jaguar uh, finally uh, finally got the money he's been saying that he's worth, and that's Jalen Ramsey uh-huh. with the Rams. That just happened. Ramsey signing a five-year extension worth $105 million with $72 million guaranteed. Uh, makes him the the highest paid defensive back in NFL history, which is what he wanted to do the whole time. Um, his cap hit's going to be about $21 million. The Rams are paying a lot of money uh, to a few, a handful of players, but uh, Ramsey's the newest one now. They're stocking up on that defense, man. They want high-profile guys with big contracts, so that, I think that's I think that's what McVay is hoping is going to be uh, the, the centerpiece of their, their team this year. They better hope so. Yeah, McVay's going to really basically have his good looks going for him because it's going to backfire miserably. It's going to backfire in terms of oh, how much money they're spending? It's going to backfire better. miserably. You've got – I think they've got like eight or nine guys allotted to $123 cap hit. Like you have no room for any kind of depth. Honestly, your offense is getting worse and worse every year. Um, well, maybe I mean, I'm going by the eye test, but the offense is definitely not anything that it used to be. So – the word on the street is that they're they're working on getting a uh, a deal done with Cooper Cup long term too. How? Where, like, okay, so you're gonna literally have? <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where all this money's gonna, gonna come gonna from. Do it, you know, but that's what they want to do. Man. Okay, well, again, that just feeds to my maybe Cronky's gonna just take the cash out of his own pocket and just you know look that came straight from Les Snead's mouth. He was working yeah. on extensions well. for Jalen Ramsey and Cooper Cup. Good for you him. Thank your well. boy Mike Garofalo for leaking that one out on earlier this morning. But he did. Cooper Cup's gonna get leaked. He's gonna get the next big one for them. Good. All good right, for well, him. We'll, Mark we'll my words. Yeah. Backfires. Yeah. There's no way you can allot that much money. Term. We'll see. You can't allot that much money like that and think that you're just gonna win because you get a you got a bunch of high priced guys. It does not work. This is. Yeah. There's too many guys on the field, and there's too many guys on the team for that to work. I'm well, telling at you. At the end of the day, too, it still comes down to how good golf is for them. So not even I that. Like, I don't really like golf. I mean, well, I think you don't he's have to average. Like I'm just saying that that, that team's going to be as good as that dude runs the offense. Yeah. I mean, look, there's there's differences in terms of how you're like putting money towards a guy that's worth it, in my opinion, and guys that aren't. Like, sorry. 20 over 20 million dollars a year to pay Jalen Ramsey. I'm good, like, absolutely no reason that contract should have ever happened. It's absurd. Well, I think it's just because of how high profile he's been since leaving Jacksonville and wanting to make money. He hasn't done anything with the Rams, he's had like three good games. I'm not saying that he deserves that much money, 
But you know who made a smart move? He represented himself. You know who made a smart move? DeAndre Hopkins and the Texans. The Texans or uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals actually made a really smart move on that because guess what you did? You got him with Kyler Murray for quite yeah five for five five years. years. He's got him. Yeah, well four. He he negotiated, but he well yeah because he's got an opt out, so it's four for sure. But he 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 got himself a two year fifty two million dollar deal on top of the the three years he's already got. So in total, potentially five years, ninety four million with Arizona. So they, and Arizona's I mean when you average that out that's that's about 18 and change yep. you know per year. I so mean, I mean that doesn't so, even make him the highest paid. So if you're Arizona you like that. I nope. started doing some digging on that one man on why he opted out of just doing it himself. Basically, D-Hop's trying to position himself to front office and general manager work in like the next 15 years. Those are yeah. those are his aspirations. This is what he told two four seven sports is that well, he wants to do he, something. He after wants he's to, done yeah, with he wants to be, he wants to get in. He wants to become a general manager one day, um, hey, and run a team. So that. it was it was him basically learning how contract negotiations work and seeing how he go. could leverage himself against the team. So honestly, man, can't that's, catch a, that's the a football smart move your for entire him. life. Yeah, can't catch it your entire life. So that was another big one. Larry Fitzgerald. Um, Larry Fitzgerald thinks big, otherwise. Uh, yeah, Larry Larry Fitzgerald would say I can catch him all day. Mm-hmm. Cam Cam Hayward with the Steelers, their defensive end, he resigned a four year, seventy one million dollar extension. So one of the anchors on their D line is going to stay there. That's a pretty good payout for a guy who's already thirty one years old. Yeah. So he's going to be a Steeler for life, right there. Well, yep. that's. I think the guy is definitely worth the money a year to ago. I think. Yeah. I think it's a little late, but hey, it, hey, kudos to him if he can keep the motor going at the same rate, level that he's been playing at into the mid thirties. Like that's great. But and he's one of those ideal like three, four defensive ends. That's you know strong side D. And he good, almost even plays good against the run. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So, they they uh, stunned him inside. So yeah, no, he's he, a good player. He, listen, very nice. Been player. a very been a very good player. Another good player that got a that's an the Steelers extension. though. That, I mean, that shouldn't uh, be surprising. Watson. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson. Watson yep, Watson uh, and and the Texans uh, coming up with an extension, so they've got him locked up for what another five years. I, with his, I think it's six years. Yeah, six years now. Yeah, six years now. I think it's one of the smarter quarterback moves, in my opinion, because yeah, and they kind of got him at a pretty at a pretty discounted rate, which to me tells me that Deshaun Watson understands the game and the business of football as a whole better than a lot of people. That's right. Because you got to look yep. at, he's got to look at it this way. You lost your biggest wide receiver, so you, you can go get a bunch <clears> of guys in the draft that are going to be on rookie contracts. But what happens when you need to sign a key guy on your defense that's, you know, a top five at that position, or you get another offensive player that you need to do that, and you need a big contract? You afford your team the ability to do that when you don't sit there and go after a five hundred million dollar contract. So yeah. if you if you hold their contracts side by side, they're actually not too different. I think. But it's the amount of money that you're allotting and the time yeah, yeah, and, and how long you're doing it is flow. is way worse, in my opinion. I think mm. you pay these guys. I think paying guys quick, a shorter period of time with maybe a million or two a year, I think makes more sense. You can finagle around the. You can kind of finagle around setting up contracts better. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm not a. I'm not a general manager at all, but that's just how I see it. I feel like if a lot you- of teams. In, in the past, have done that and have been successful. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that those those long, those big deals are, are a one-off, you know. What I'm, what I'm saying, though, is if you look at their contracts side by side, right, if you were to lay Watson's out for a 10-year deal, his deal is only $6 million a year less than Mahomes's. But $6 million a year does make a difference. Oh, no, no, I know. I'm just saying and, Watson, Watson's agents did him a favor here because if it doesn't oh. work out, in, in Texas, which it's not going to, and he can go somewhere else, he'll still be young enough to, to get another big thing. Oh, yeah, he's going to be. I think he might end up making more money than Pat Mahomes does in the long run. Um, I don't know about that. because he. It, it, dep- it certainly depends but, on what he does in his time in Houston. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But he's going to be young enough, and if he's still in his prime, he's going to be able to cash in on a second major contract. I mean, he's 24, and I don't even think he's really hit his full stride yet, so. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about him being being a a 30 year old quarterback uh, looking for another deal. That that's certainly uh, worth paying. So we'll see. But um, uh, I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, he got he got paid. Maybe uh, I'm biased because he's my fantasy quarterback. But you know. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah, he's gonna gonna be a good player. So <laughs> the uh, the Indianapolis Colts went ahead and re-signed their center Ryan Kelly to that's a four year deal worth. 50 million so he's now the highest paid center in the league yep. 11 million a year at a center at the center position um but you know the Colts are just making it a point that they're going to invest in the offensive line uh so i mean i guess i guess if that's part of the strategy then then go for it you got the you got the highest paid center in the league now well um i mean you got to find a way to jump ta- jump ahead on this division right now it's kind of a three-headed two and maybe a th- half of a head of monster in Texans. Um, yeah. Got to try to jump ahead. And you know what? Building stability on your offensive line is definitely one way to try to build some uh, consistent uh, winning seasons. So it is there. And they're, they're definitely going, Kudos to the, Colts. the Colts are definitely going all in to try to win the division uh, this year and, and, and make a Super Bowl push. So can't, can't fault them for that. I, I think the, Maybe one of the best signings that happened is with the is with the Buffalo Bills signing their corner Tre'Davious White to an extension, yep. four years, and uh, and seventy million. Uh, you know, I think he's a better corner than Ramsey. And if you look at the contract that Much Ramsey better. got compared to White, the Bills got White for a discount. So, you know, good good on the Bills for securing their probably their best player on defense. You know, uh, for another another four years on top of this year's deal. With 55 million guaranteed, so I mean that's that's a pretty good uh, move. The Bills are obviously trying to be stout on defense, um, and he's certainly part of it. So it, the you know. Bills are Bills can be a dark horse, and I think locking up Tre'Davious White. While I do not think corners will win you Super Bowls, um, having guys like that definitely help a team like the Bills because uh, they certainly. they rely on being able to have their good coverage corners. So. Yeah, a couple smart. other notable ones too that we we saw happen. Uh, the the Browns uh, re-signed or, or got an extension for backup running back Kareem Hunt, two-year yep. deal, thirteen thirteen and a half million to pair him up with Nick Chubb. So that'll that'll you know if he stays healthy and he stays uh, out of trouble, he's he's shown he's a pretty decent player on the field. Well, and then uh, obviously the one that everybody was talking about, it seems like all year. Uh, or all offseason where he was going to sign. That's Jadavian Clowney finally, finally signed with the Titans. Uh, yep. Which again, you know, a one year prove it deal, one year, 15 million, but that's the Titans uh, trying to make a push towards a playoff run. Basic. Yeah. I mean, you can think about it. It's like you got the Colts building up the offensive line and Tennessee trying to build up their defensive line. 
Certainly, yeah. I mean, it's it's punch and counterpunch, man. Especially has tendency to happen so. in divisions. So yeah. it'll be interesting to take a look and see what Clowney does. I think it's a team. I think it's a good deal for the Titans. Um, there's still it's odd to me that it took this long, but which means does he still have a step? But yeah, well, we'll see. There was that's, obviously that's the Titans' problem now. Yeah, there wasn't the same. There wasn't the market that he thought initially. So. We'll uh, we'll we'll see, but it's definitely a a move that benefits the Titans, I think, oh, at yeah. least for this season. So, we'll we'll see. But um, so so lots of guys getting paid, which I mean, you know, good good for them, and uh, we'll see how it pans out long term for for these teams with these contracts. So uh, we'll um we'll transition over now from guys who got paid to the guys who got hurt in our uh. Our next uh, injury uh, segment with another one bites the dust. So we had some injuries. Some guys were placed on the IR, which means that they will miss at least the first three games of the season. So some of those guys um, placed on IR, Bears kicker Eddie Pinheiro. Uh, he's going to be out three games. Uh, That's Trey actually Burton. that that hurts them more than I think people realize. This dude was booting eighty-yard field goals. Yeah, yeah. well, and and yeah, well, Lord that's knows his camp. So you need to be a good kicker in Chicago. Yeah, that's the bigger so. that's the bigger thing. I'm going to give a crap if he's kicking over a stadium or kicking a ball through concrete. All that matters is can you control that football to go through ninety mile an hour wind. I mean, he yeah, was, he so was we'll, we'll see. I mean, good for we'll him. See but... how that affects the Bears the first, you know, at least the first three games of the season. They don't maybe kick that many field goals anyway, so. Well, they may not be scoring many <laughs> touchdowns either, so they might not be scoring a lot of points. Who knows? Definitely not. But, but uh, so he's one of them. Uh, the, the Colts placed tight end Trey Burton on the IR. Yep. So he's out three games. A couple of, a uh, couple of corners, the, uh, the Panthers put Eli Apple on the IR. The Texans put Gary and Conley on the IR. And here's a here's a guy who seems to just live on the injured uh, list, and that's Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee. Poor guy. Uh, he's back on the IR. Yeah, right. Uh, th- they also put offensive lineman Lyle Collins on the IR. It hurts them more. Than, so, I think those are going to be two that are going to hurt them more than everybody thinks. So. Yeah, well, those guys are going to miss at least the minimum the first three. And you yeah, know Sean Lee, he's so injury prone. Those aren't the he two. Might be that's out not the two the biggest year. though. You know, you know, yeah, no, there's no, no, yeah, no. So, real quick, before we get to the big ones here, the Vikings put Hunter that's, or that's in, one of the big yeah, ones. That's, yeah, so, so you're put, not jumping ahead, you're going well, right to yeah, it. Yeah, I don't really consider him that big. He's not you, that big. Of are a you kidding? Head, Daniel but, Hunter's their dude, stud. On. I understand you, this, but listen, Daniel Hunter's their stud. He's going to be out for the first three games, but they just signed Yannick and Gakwe, so it's not like they're losing no, it's production still hurt at the position. Daniel Hunter, Daniel Hunter it, is no, literally. Man, hear me out here. They're not losing production. They're still ha- they still have an elite. Oh, I think they're definitely losing production. Dude, nah. Ngakwe just got signed. Yeah. A and then B. Do you not understand? Like, I'm. Dude, Listen, Hunter is literally I'm not saying it's not gonna hurt, one of the most underrated like, defensive it's, linemen in the NFL. It's not going to be like the Rams losing friggin' Donald, okay? Pretty like, close, actually. Yeah. No, to their defense, really. yes, it is. <laughs> to their defense, yes, it is. Daniel Hunter Bro. is just as important to the Vikings' defense. as They're still going to have a top Rams. five defense. Well, I mean, with him, with him in the lineup, they yes. would. Yes, without him, it hurts. Like, dude, I'm telling you. Oh, okay. When when the Vikings give up points and they can't pressure the quarterback quite the same way because Daniel Hunter is not in there for at minimum three weeks, it's an undisclosed injury, so it could be worse 
than we all think it could be nothing. Bro, I'm just I telling you, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I got a feeling it's not going to hurt them as much as everybody nice. thinks it is. Like, I get he's a big name player and all that, but it's it's not going to be as crucial. Guess what? Ngakwe needs another guy. Time. He needs another guy. I'm not saying that the Vikings don't have anybody, but hey, Daniel Hunter would have helped him. Odenigbo has, has apparently stepped up pretty well for them this year, and he got seven sacks last year. So I'm I, telling you, they're they're not in a not not in Hunter. that bad of a position. I I think well, you're I mean, overlooking. Time will tell if the Vic, if the Vikings yeah. go through the first four weeks of the season and only have you know three sacks. We'll see. Yep. You're you're overlooking how good Daniel Hunter is. Yeah. Well, here's another guy though that is is not uh, easily overlooked, and here's the big one. Yep. As Alex was referring to, Von Miller out for the whole year. Uh, Von Miller with the with the Denver Broncos, um, so that's a that's another big time defensive player out in uh, out in the West uh, that's going to be gone for the year. Does not help a Broncos defense that um, you know doesn't have. I mean, they've already got Bradley Chubb, who's uh, coming off of an ACL tear from last year, so the pass rush is now really going to be iffy. Um, and, you know, the defense definitely needed all the help it could get. So losing Von Miller for the year definitely hurts for the Broncos. Yep. Um, oh, did you mention Leo Collins? Yeah, yeah. He's on IR with Sean Lee. I, I, I mentioned that with the Cowboys. No, no, I, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't hear yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, Von, Von Miller, Miller, that hurts the Broncos for sure. And, honestly, it kind of sucks, too, because I thought Von Miller was going to have a couple more year, like a couple more twilight years and then bow out gracefully. Hopefully, yeah. Well, hopefully he may his career is an end of the He may have to. Uh, he may just bow out anyway in another year. Or so. It just kind of yep. sucks. I hate seeing a guy like that who's been so productive as like being a versatile player have to like. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's just you know one thing this year, but hopefully he's not one of those guys I, I just to retire don't like from it, it when the when the surefire Hall of Fame guys start to get. I hate it. Uh, start to get tacked up with injuries at the end of their career. It sucks because you wanted to see him right out. On a sun- yeah, you want yeah. to see just, right see, how, just see how good they can be until they're just not good enough or just too old to play. Exactly, but, but it's a it's a tough pill. I mean, as a Chargers fan, I mean, at it's least great one less guy you got to worry about blocking. But as just a you know, football oh, fan, here's, yo, here's one you guys didn't talk about. This actually just happened two days ago. Friggin' Marcus Mariota got dropped to the IR big for undisclosed injuries. So I mean, look, I yeah. guess it's not a big deal, right? But the competition in, in Las Vegas was going to be. Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, who was going to get yeah, it? Yeah, but they said dude, they Carr said is the full Mariota wasn't even close. He wasn't close. Hey, dude. I'm just letting you know, man. That that's that's the surefire. Derek Carr well, is going to be the, the Raiders for better. Weeks. The Raiders better hope that Carr stays healthy because the backup is our boy Nathan Peterman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're hurting now. I mean, so, it's depth, but I'm. If the Peterman has to play quarterback, the Raiders are picking in the top five. Hey, so. Alex. So I, I do have to be this guy, and then we can get off of this subject altogether. At number five. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to let you know that, um, Daniel Hunter in the five years he's played and he has not even started close to that many games in five years. Yeah. He's has, only played like 80% of the snaps. Yeah. He has 54 and a half sacks. So you tell me that that's not losing production. You're absolutely outside your mind. Look, I'm just saying, man, that it's, it's not just the player. I'm telling you. Well, so we're going to lose some production. I'm not knocking that they're going to hurt a little bit, but it's not going to be that big it's of a freaking stab to that team. I promise you. He, well, they're going to be tested right away week one yep. against Green Bay, so we'll see. Yep. Dude, I will be chirping your ear remotely. <laughs> I'll when, be chirping when your don't ear. You, when don't you chirp my ear? You do it to me all the time. I'll be chirping your ear about Daniel Hunter all year. 
Yeah, I ain't worried That's about okay. it. That's okay. You're allowed to. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into the the main part of the show tonight, which is we're gonna preview this weekend's uh, game. So we'll start uh, start with some college. Start. Yeah, we're gonna start with my favorite sport, college football. Ooh, finally, um, we've got some notable games. Um, so not really. You'll see a couple of top five teams playing this weekend as number one Clemson will start off on the road at Wake Forest, which is where game day is going to be. Tough one. I don't expect a. I don't expect it to be a very raucous crowd like in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Well, um, are they even – they, what is the fan capacity? Are I, they letting anybody even, even in? Know. I don't know if people are going to be allowed near the game day. Set. It doesn't matter. They're playing Wake Forest. Yeah. I mean, Cle- right. Clemson is Clemson will roll. It's not a big deal. They will roll them, but um, Wake Forest is a yeah. weird team that has, like, one marquee win every, like, three it's years. It's not so. going to be this one. I'm very doubtful. I'm definitely not going to be this one. Bro, they got sunshine behind center. It's not going to be week one. Yeah, it's not going to be this one. But, um, <laughs> Clemson, so Clemson start, starts off this weekend. Number five, Oklahoma gets one of those, um, you know, warm-up games. Uh, yep. They play Missouri State. Missouri State. State. Uh, number twenty, number eighteen, North Carolina. Who a lot of people have North Carolina to be one of the players in the ACC. Uh, they, they've got quarterback Sam Howell. They'll yep. be opening up against Syracuse. Uh, on all Florida uh, matchup, number twenty-one UCF is opening up against FIU. Um, I think that game actually might have been postponed. It's postponed, but, unfortunately, because I really was excited yeah. about that one because I wanted to see. As embarrassed as I am to admit that Miami lost to FIU, I was excited to see if they could maybe uh, knock UCF back down to reality a little bit um, because they seem to be getting uh, a bigger ego again for some reason. That's true. So another another one, Notre Dame is playing. They open up uh, their first ACC season uh, just temporarily, but they're playing Duke. Uh, quarterback Ian Book I, for his senior year. I hope Duke somehow pulls a miracle out of their ass <laughs> just to welcome Notre Dame to a conference finally. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But no, it's not. It's not going to happen in that in that game. But uh, who who knows? I don't expect Notre Dame Honestly, to run the table. But there's got... only one game on on tab that I truthfully think on Saturday that's actually worth anything. Yeah, and which game is it's that? It's the only game that actually has any meaning for their conference. And that's what? Georgia Tech at Florida State. Yeah, so I mean they play they play at um, Dope Campbell at three thirty. Now Georgia Tech's got a brand new system. Yeah, no more triple uh, option finally. Florida, Florida, but Florida State's got Norvell, so it's his first game coaching. Yep. Uh, Blackman's still. That's what I'm saying. Blackman's a starter, and They've you got, got Norvell, first time coach at Florida now, State. Florida State's got no nobody reliable in the backfield for the first time. In a long time, Florida nope. State sucks. Period. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a rough year for them. I, I mean, that's not to be a now, hater. Going to be. It's been a rough year though. for them I mean, the last three years, man. Tamari well. and Terry at wide receiver is gonna be a beast. Yeah, he will be. I mean, Marvin Austin's back at defensive tackle. They got some good players. There's but... nice players, but it's just. I think with a weird year, it's just gonna be a little interesting. I think the ACC is gonna be hungry. I wonder because they they've got Blackman as the starter, who I, I know Florida State fans are definitely not thrilled about. They brought in they brought in um, you know a decent freshman quarterback. I wonder what has to happen for the freshman to see playing time. You know the ACC released their uh, their preseason uh, rankings. Well, I shouldn't say the ACC did. Some some joker who writes for the ACC released his <laughs> his conference. His conference power rankings and had Florida State down there at number at number eight. Um, I must have I missed that article. You, Matt, I won't even tell you where he had Miami. Probably bar- um, bottom. 
He did. He had Miami at nine. I mean, I don't think they're number nine, but I mean, I can't say that they haven't done anything to deserve getting that ranking. Well, so here's the thing. Miami plays tomorrow night, so we're going to watch the Canes game together and, and whatnot. They play UAB. Yep. Um, you know, they get to, you get to see Derek King, the transfer quarterback. Yep. Um, who came in from Houston. So my, my, I don't expect Miami to struggle, even though UAB's already play a game, played a game. I think, I think Miami should be able to handle business in this game. Well, we thought they could um, do that in a lot of games. Well, you know, you got you to gotta handle your business every now and then, right? I mean, come on. So, I mean, there are two touchdown favorites. So, I, you know. I mean, I mean, they lost FAU last year, so. Well, fair enough. FIU, sorry. My, FIU. My question, my question as we get into this college football stuff, Matt, because I've looked at, you know, Miami's – Miami's schedule, and Favorable. obviously it's different with being an only ACC schedule. You know, they kind of got screwed no, by – No, UAB's not ACC. Um, but, no, I know, but they it's it's ACC only and then a plus one. Which is still um, weird to me, but – But but they got screwed because they weren't supposed to play Clemson. Nope. Um, and now they got to play Clemson. Nope. And, uh, you know, and obviously you've got your test pretty early on, too. Like, after this UAB game, it's, it's Louisville, FSU, Clemson. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. So you're gonna you're gonna find out how good how how ready Manny Diaz and the team is. My my question my question is how many games does Manny Diaz have to win this year to keep his job? Um, I, I mean, truthfully, I, I think they're gonna have to uh, the Clemson game. I mean, you know, as much as I love Miami, that's not gonna happen. We even even if Clemson starts sliding down at some point, which they will eventually, Clemson just has Miami's number for some reason. It's just a team they always have struggled with. I mean, in theory, dude, I, I would honestly say he's got a, a minimum. They've got to have like one, two losses. I mean, it's not it's not the easiest schedule. It's not the hardest schedule. But they've so you, got to, so you're thinking got to, they got to win. They got to win ten. They got to win nine or ten. Well, what yeah, do they got? One, they have two, to. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think they got eleven. I think, I think they, they need gotta... to get nine wins at minimum. Yeah. Um, just because at this point it's we really yeah. Miami cannot afford to have another stretch of mediocre football, or they will never ever get even close to what they yeah. possibly could be. Now, the one thing that makes me honestly kind of optimistic about the canes is i've been hearing just a lot of good um team chemistry coming out of camp so i like that that means they're probably i I think diaz is starting to get a culture down there that's about you know taking ownership and they took a very long time actually even announcing who was going to be starters um on purpose and they played two they did a second scrimmage in there to get that in there to make sure that they understood who's going to be the starters and we at least bring back Zach McLeod. And I actually think that really helps the defense. Um, it's a defense that's going to be without their best player who opted out, Rousseau. Yeah, um, I, it's, it's definitely going to hurt. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think John Ford is definitely very capable of handling a good look, uh, you know, a good amount of reps on um, the D-line. And I think Nesta Jade Silvera is also very uh, well-equipped to uh, handle the inside. Those are not ends, unfortunately. So yes, we're so out. Definitely yeah, hurts. But they they usually always get a guy or two on defense that seems to step up and make a name for himself, even even when they're on, they're having yeah. an, a bad year. They do. I think the defense is going to be good. I think Diaz has got him in line to get have a good defense, and then 
you know, the offense, I mean, I think they're finally, I think we're going to see some better receiving um, production as a, just a whole finally. Um, and I don't think that has anything to do with Derek King. I just think it has everything to do with they actually are spending wiser recruiting um, than scholarship I'm spots. excited to see the two freshman running backs that they brought in. I think those yeah. guys are going to play a lot right well, away. Well, I'm excited to see Jeremiah Payton get some spots in there because I've been waiting for him because he's a local kid. So I'd like to see him get in there. But, um, I mean, I think Cameron Harris is definitely going to be your full starter. Uh, he's definitely slated to be. But – They've got to, I mean, again, you've got a potential to have another stacked backfield for Miami. I don't know if that means you're going to have guys, you know, rushing all over the place, but I think you're going to have enough of a backfield that you're going to have to account for it, which is what Miami used to do. So maybe we're starting to get I'll tell you what, that. they're they're young too, man. There's going to be some young guys that are going yep. to get some playing time. Well, I think it's good. I think De'Ara King um, coming in, as much as I really kind of don't like the transfer portal the way, I think it's a weird – seemingly advantage but not really because it's so temporary for a lot of these you know you get them for a year like that unless you're already in a spot to win it's great but i do think Derek king actually helps because i'm super high on this guy uh tyler van dyke and i'm glad yeah, the they, kid from connecticut i'm super yeah. glad they don't have to try to throw him in fire too early on miami being kind of a dumpster fire so i think if they can <laughs> get a year under their belt you know have Derek king have some success maybe they get the nine wins manny looks like he's getting the team together then you got a chance that Tyler Van Dyke could be your starter next year. So that's yeah. jumping way ahead. But I think, yeah, yeah. I think well, UAB gotta... I think UAB is going to come ready to play. They have a game under sure. the belt. But I do think Miami uh, should be able to put up the uh, W tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, let's start and football we'll... off right with uh, down South Florida. There you go. Yeah, so we'll get we'll get football started. College football, I know, in the South is big. So sorry, y'all are going to hear me talk Miami for a little bit without any other college too much because uh, you guys, you guys, are, you guys decide not to play football till you know uh, basically September twenty sixth. Yeah, the SEC is waiting a little bit, but you know, like I said, some football is better than no football. No, it is. So I'm excited. I'm excited. College football's back. We'll get to bring uh, game previews each week now, so I'm excited about that. Um, but telling you, watch out for that Florida State-Georgia Tech game. If you want to oh, watch yeah, football that... this weekend, that's going to be the one. College football that is, watch that game. Yeah, yeah, I'll tune I'll tune into that one probably um, on Saturday uh, just out of curiosity and, and see how it's going. So, uh, and, and, and from, the, from the, the college ranks, we've got the big boys in the NFL who start tomorrow. We've got a, uh, a rematch of that AFC divisional game in which the – Texans blew a 24 to nothing lead. We've got ah. Houston heading back to their house of horrors, Arrowhead, where there's going to be fans. Um, Still, so the defending Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs, um, opening up at home, trying to defend their title. So they open up as a nine point favorite. So we're going to preview this game. I want to go ahead and uh, let the listeners know as we preview each weekly uh, um, game. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, and be tracking the the winners um, that each of us pick. We will uh, be tracking that week by week, yep. um, so that at the end of the season we see who's picked the most winners, uh, and the the two losers will have to uh, ante up, pony up uh, uh, to the winner. So we'll be we're not going to go uh, against the spread. We're just going to do uh, straight up winners. Um, we'll talk about some of the spreads and some of the lines and things like that. So this game, uh, Kansas city and Houston, it's in Kansas city. The chiefs open up as a, 
a nine-point favorite. The over-under is 54. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Yep. Um, if I had to pick my fantasy uh, my fantasy stud. Deshaun Watson. Both of, yeah, well, uh, Watson. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm biased. But yeah, no, I'm not no, thrilled no. to have my fantasy quarterback have to start against the Chiefs week one. No, no, no. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But I'm picking the Chiefs to win. Uh, is anybody picking the Texans in this game? No. <laughs> I, I think it's going to – I honestly think they covered a spread. I, I really do. I nah. think For some reason, some of the Texans come out. But I think they're going to – nah. They're, they're not winning. There's not a chance. They're, lo- they're losing by at least two scores, man. Uh, so, okay, Alex well, thinks two- that they're covering this – Alex so you think they're going to get ten? Nine. Okay. Matt does not. I think it's going to be very so, close. I think it'll drop like by a touchdown or something. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson has like a good like fourth quarter comeback that's too little, too late. So besides besides Mahomes and Watson, if you had to pick a fantasy guy in this in this game, who are you picking? Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, if you're if if you've got him in your lineup, definitely there's no reason you wouldn't start him. But yeah. watch out for him. I'm actually, He'll break a good game open. Um, I'm going to be interested to see if uh, Edwards Hilaire gets any reps or not. Dude. Yeah, the, so the rookie, it's it's tough to it's tough to bet on a rookie first game of his career, yep. but <laughs> certainly certainly he may be a player uh, down the road. I'm actually gonna go with uh, with Will Fuller for the for the Texans. Brandon Cooks one. is probably not gonna play. Um, good one. And he's he's easily the best um, established uh, connection with Watson. I would go with Will Fuller for that one. But um, we've all got we've all got the Chiefs winning. Uh, next game on tap is uh, the Miami Dolphins on the road going to Foxborough to play the new-look New England Patriots. The Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 43. I think that the Patriots are um, are still a lot to be uh, determined, in my opinion. Um I actually am going to pick the Patriots to win this game, but if I was betting it, I would be betting the plus six and a half on the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, actually, I think I would have to agree. I think the Dolphins are going to look better than people give them credit for, but I don't think they win, but I think it's a close game. What do you got, Alex? Yeah, look, I'm like, I mean, it I, is in Fox. I really, really yeah. want Miami to win this game. I, sure. I do, but I, I just don't think they're going to pull it together in this one. Now, the second matchup, I think it's a different story. Sure, sure. Well, that always, so, they've done it before, so. So who is, uh, so who is your, um, your fantasy pick out of, out of these two teams? Who's, who's the guy if you had to pick one guy in the, in the game? Edelman. Edelman, that's a good one. Cam Newton to Edelman. Yep, I think I think that connection grows. If if it doesn't, then I would have to say Fitzpatrick to uh, Preston Williams. Okay, so you like Fitz, you like Fitz match Fitz Magic starting the season hot. Huh? Yep, I mean I that's mean, what he always does. He, he comes out always freaking does. on fire the first yeah. four games. That's just what he does. It's no, 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 absolutely. I um believe it or not, I am actually going to take. And this is a little one out of left field. I'm going to take the Patriots defense. I was just going to say, uh, just I've... because I think they may be able to create turnovers, uh, even maybe even a score, whether it's defense or special teams. Um, but I also just don't think they're going to give up a lot of points either. So if you're in one of those, um, you know, weekend only leagues like you know DraftKings or or FanDuel, and you got to pick a D. 
I would I would pick the uh, the New England Patriots. That would be my my fantasy selection in this game. One other guy to maybe look out for because it's a weirdly uh, it's a very important position now in fantasy. So I would also look at if you have to as like a third running back as a flex, Jordan Howard. I think he could have a decent game. He could, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how the Dolphins are going to use the run that game. New backfield with Howard and Breida. I think they're going to use the run game actually more than people think, but yeah, it's possible certainly. So the third game on our list, uh, we've got an a- an AFC North division battle between the Cleveland Browns um, and the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. The game is in Baltimore. The Ravens are a <clears throat> seven and a half point favorite. The over under is forty eight and a half. Um, I uh, I like the over in this game for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I also like the Ravens. I'm picking the Ravens to win. I think that it's going to be an over. Um, and I think that um, you guys um, will see a a Ravens team that's hasn't dropped a beat on offense. So I'm taking the Ravens and I'm taking the over at 48 and a half if I had to bet it. Uh, yeah, I would have to say that I think they're going to put up some points. Uh, I think they beat the spread. And uh, I think you could probably lock in uh, a really good uh, jump start uh, for the season for the Ravens, um, especially when it comes to fantasy-wise. Yeah. So, Alex, are you taking the Ravens? Are we Are we all chalk on this Ravens-Browns game? Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens, man. <laughs> I think Lamar so Jackson's going to have a good game. Yeah. So there you go. So you bring up uh, you bring up Lamar. So who's your who's your fantasy uh, stud or, or dud in, in this game? Lamar is my stud. Uh, I, I guess I think dud is probably going to be Baker. To be honest. Yeah, it it could be. I um you know I like if you're going for someone besides Lamar Jackson besides the obvious. Um, I like their I like their tight end Mark Andrews. Yep. Um. I actually think both of the tight ends in this game, even even Austin Hooper with the on the Browns side, I think both tight ends Hooper, are going to you know, be pretty decent. I think somebody um, that everybody likes to overlook, man, and it's just because of the nickname and his association. But I, I think Hollywood Brown has a, a stellar first game against the Browns. It could. Um, he had a he had a big first game against the Dolphins last yeah. year, so Hollywood. Hollywood Brown is definitely their I mean, come on, player. man. The guy had 46 catches for almost 600 yards and seven touchdowns. Like, the guy's going to break out this season. Oh, I think he's going to be really good. Uh, I think that could be – if you want to talk about, like, a non, like, you know, superstar level, um, for sure. I'm actually going to take one super – I'm going to take one name guy that's not on the winning team. And I'm going to tell you, I still think Nick Chubb has a good game, even though they uh, – Well, the Brown, the Browns will need Chubb to be a consistently good player. Well, I think what's going to happen. If they're just going to be competitive. They have to because Kareem Hunt. Yeah. yeah. I think what's going to happen is I think it'll be a close game. and be, I, I think it'll be – we've seen it so many times in week ones. It'll be a close game for like the first half probably, and Chubb will probably have a really good start. And then I think they just start fading off and they can't really afford to do power rush, have Kareem Hunt starts getting catched out of the backfield because they can't keep up with the Ravens in the second half. That's my it, prediction. That's possible. That's possible. So that's my prediction. moving on. Moving on to our fourth game on the docket, we've got an AFC East matchup. This is uh, the New York Jets going to Orchard Park, playing uh, the Buffalo Bills up there in, up in Buffalo. The Bills open up as a six-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 39-and-a-half. 
Um, for our picks, I'm picking Buffalo to win this game. If I was betting it, I would uh, also bet on the Bills to cover the six and a half as well against the jo- against the Jets. So. Yep. Uh, there's I don't even. There, this is probably going to be the shortest one we talk about. The the Jets are going to get friggin' Rick rolled. Okay, they they ain't, they're not going to do anything against. The I think the Bills are going to play well enough that Devin Singletary has a good game because they don't even need to pass the ball to just air it out. Not yeah. I mean, just period, man. So, like just so we're all chop, we're all taking the Bills in this one, yep. and uh, if we had to bet it. We would probably bet the Bills to cover the six and a half as well. I think I, I this is going to be. I think this is going to be a slow start to a lot of people starting to feel bad for Sam Darnold. I don't well, feel bad for him. We'll see. If you're if you're a Jets fan, you don't feel I mean, bad don't, for him. You want him to suck it up and win. I just I mean you're going to see a guy that has talent that's just, it's going nowhere. Look, all I see when I look at Sam Darnold is syndrome, and those that know <laughs> know. <laughs> All right. Well, the next the next game is uh, is Alex's favorite team, um, the Carolina Panthers. They open up at home against the uh, the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas, yeah. and this should tell you guys what Vegas thinks of Carolina. They open up as a three point home underdog. So right now <laughs> it's o- it's Oakland minus three. The over under is forty seven and a half. Um, I'm picking the Raiders to win this game. Um, I would also uh, bet the under on the 47 and a half in this game if I was betting uh, either the spread, the money line, um, or the over-under. I would bet the Raiders in the in the money line and the under at 47 and a half, but I'm picking the Raiders to win the game. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be the yep. Raiders. Look, I, as much as I hate the Panthers, and I really just don't know why, I, I, I think it'll be a close game, but I still think the Raiders will beat them. Who do you got, Matt? No, I don't think it's going to be that close. I think, I think the defense is just going to let Carolina down. Because um, I honestly, maybe I'm biased, but I because I, I have him. But I think Henry Ruggs is going to have a uh, come out game week one. Ah, so that's your that's your fantasy guy. So for me in this game, the obvious one is McCaffrey um, with the Panthers. I think both running backs are the are the strong play. Of course. Josh Jacobs on the Raiders side, McCaffrey on the on the Panthers side. Too easy to pick I one of those. I think that though. Bridgewater's got to throw the ball to somebody, and I think that sure. somebody will be DJ Moore for for Carolina. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I, but he's I been think, around. It's not like he's like, and he's really still never done anything. Yeah, but I'm. Mean, they gotta they gotta have somebody. I mean, McCaffrey can't handle the ball every play, so they're gonna try to do it. Well, we're going to try the best they can. You we can't wear them out. But, uh, See, the, listen, C-Mac's going to run the ball more than Teddy Bridgewater's allowed to pass it. Oh, that's well, definitely going to happen. If they, want it. they should. We'll see what well, happens. So. McCaffrey's going to get Here's, run into the ground by Ron Rivera. Here's an interesting one. Um, the next game on the, on the schedule, we've got um, a yeah. team coming across country right away. Seattle is going to Atlanta. Um, Seattle opens up minus two, a two-point road favorite. Seattle's winning. The over/under is forty-nine. Um, is Atlanta is Atlanta going to pull one off week one at home, nope. or is Seattle going to go across the country and win this? Hell one? no! Seattle's winning this game, man. I don't care what anybody says. You, you're putting this on Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. Come on, DK Metcalf is not as amazing as receivers people DK think. DK Metcalf, is. Matt, is who an do you got? In receiver. One. He's an underrated receiver. Are we serious? Yeah, we're serious. Okay, he'll become. He'll be, <laughs> now look, I don't think he'll, he'll have the sh- he'll have a shortened version of Larry Fitzgerald's career, which don't get me wrong, is great. 
Bro, he's not going to be you, superstar numbers. What are you numbers. talking about right now? He will not have superstar numbers. Dude, he will not. dude DK Metcalf had almost a thousand yards receiving on less than sixty catches. I don't want to hear big play, he's guys. underrated. Yeah, was a big play offense. Is it because it's Met, Metcalf is going to destroy the Atlanta no. secondary? No, they're not. Atlanta's no, winning this game. They're no, they're no they're going to win. The, they're they're going they're going to win. I'm going to tell you right now. Any team in the beginning of the year that's having any long travel is going to suffer, and I think it could bite someone in the ass. Nope. Matt Matt's got the Falcons here, so there's finally a finally a difference in one of our picks. I'm gonna we all go forget. With, go ahead. I'm going to go with the Seahawks just because I am on. I'm on a little bit of Alex's uh, thought process in that Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are two deep threats, and the way that Seattle runs the ball and and then executes the deep play action pass. I think Seattle's going to just make too many big plays down the field with Russell Wilson humming the tater. I just look. I love Russell Wilson. I've said it many times. I just think it's too expected for them to run that kind of offense, and I think teams are going to be ready for it. Yeah, but you got. I would certainly. Seahawks are still going to be a very good team. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is like Seahawks sucks. I'm just saying I think week one travel. I think it's just a little bit in advantage for the Falcons. Evidently, Vegas agrees with me. I okay, think the well, Falcons. We'll, we'll agree to disagree, Falcons but you're wrong. You still have Matt Ryan. Let's not forget, you still have Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan didn't lose him the Super Bowl. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it tonight. Matt's taking his first loss at the Seattle Atlanta okay. game. Okay. All right. Well, the next game is is uh is an interesting one because it's finally the uh, the NFC East a showdown between the the Philadelphia Eagles and Washington, the rank three uh, and rank four team. Trash. Basically, so, <laughs> the Eagles go into DC. They are a six-point favorite, so it's Eagles minus six. The over/under is forty-three. I think Philly wins this game on the road and covers the six-point spread. Yep, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would touch that spread just because it's Washington, Philly. I thought it was a five just, and a half point spread. It's up uh, to six, six right now. All right. I mean, well, honestly, yeah, I still don't. But I we've all got the Eagles happening. beating Washington. Yeah, I yeah, think it's a, sketchy, it's a sketchy spread, but I got the, I, I would take the Eagles as well. What about our our fantasy uh, our fantasy player from this matchup? Uh, <laughs> I believe it or not, Miles I Sanders. like uh, Miles Sanders. I would think yeah. is the best fantasy option in this game. Um, I actually like Terry McLaurin with Washington because I think he's the only option yeah. I got. You took that words out of my mouth because that's literally the only option they have to attack. So, um, I mean, God, their running backs are pathetic. Yeah, well, and there's just a ton of unknown there. I mean, it's just a ton of unknown. And I mean, there's not listen, a whole lot for the Eagles either. And I'm, I, I'm sorry I, I'm saying well, it. There is not a whole lot either. Well, I mean, at least the Eagles, you know, they've got a proven tight end combination with Ertz and Goddard. So, I mean, they've yeah. got some security I mean, blankets there. Except the problem is, is now all you got to do is load up against your tight end because literally you got the aging Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, who's never seemed to put together like a legitimately good year uh, that he could. Uh, not since he left Chicago. Their running backs, I think, are a lot left to be desired. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they got they got to prove. I mean, fantasy is not very. Yeah. Miles Sanders is going to be the the main guy. Although, so we'll see. don't be surprised if just the way the Eagles are. Don't be surprised if like Jalen Rager has like you know six catches for like eighty yards or something, and like maybe a so score. It would be interesting to see how the rookie gets involved. He but, could. Um, you never know. So, so speaking uh, of the Bears, they're the next uh, game on the on the schedule here. 
Dub Bears. They go to Detroit, and um, Detroit is actually a three-point favorite. So Detroit minus three. The over/unders at forty-three and a half. I um I am picking the Bears to win this game. It's going to be a game that I actually bet on. I'm going to bet not just the Bears plus the three. Um, I'm going to bet the Bears in the money line of, of plus 135 because um, I think they're going to win the game outright. So I'm picking, I'm picking the Bears, and if I was betting it, which I am going to, I will be betting the Bears in the money line. I agree. I mean, I'm not betting the game at all, but I definitely think that Chicago pulls away with this one. I mean, we got Matt Stafford coming back for his first game after leaving the season with a back injury last year. Um, <clears throat> I just think there's a lot. Yeah, he's having a good camp, and he's got his rhythm back and everything like that. I just think that the Bears are a little bit more situated, and how? Matt Stafford is going to have his hands full with that Bears defense. How, how are Matt, the, are you going with the Lions? I, I got the Lions. Okay. What is wrong with you tonight? Um, so, Matt, because I'm paying attention to what's so happening, long. that's why. Um, yeah. yeah, paying attention to Matt Stafford. Oh, uh, okay, oh, because Trubisky is, like, going to – Matt this, likes what? Patricia. Come come on, dude. Patricia, you got to look at it this way, man. This is this is his year that he's got a lot more of his own guys that he's wanted there. I think the line, like I said, I, I mean, we know where I had them. I had them as a seven and nine team, so I think they're going to put together some wins. I think week one they will. I think Stafford comes out. I think he throws the ball around. You want your fantasy guy? Boom, there you go. I think he's going to have a good game. I think he's going to. I think Galladay is going to. You know, he's questionable, but he'll be putting up numbers. Um, my fantasy stud in this game is is uh, going to be Allen Robinson for the Bears. Mm, yeah, I, just, I got Tariq. I got Tariq Cohen. Yeah. He's a good one, but I just think because nah. the Lions have lost Darius Slay now, they're very unproven in that secondary. Even with the, even with Akuda, the rookie, I think I think A Rob's just going to take him to school. Yep. Yeah. So I agree. That's agree. The next the next game though. Um, is the one that's happening here in Jacksonville. The Indianapolis Colts come into town. Let's just the, leave it at that. We're, the, it's the not Colts, even a game. The, 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 the Colts are coming to have fun at, at a practice and then go back home for the week. So the Colts are okay. the Colts are eight-point favorites. I'm picking the Colts to win. I would, I would um, if I was betting the game, I would bet uh, the Colts to cover the eight-point spread. I also think that it's going to go over the 45 total because I think it's. I think you're going to get a 31 to – uh, 14 or 31 to 17 type of game. Um, you think they're going to put up 17 points? Well, they, they might. I mean, if you get a guard, you get a garbage time score late or whatever. I think it's going to be over going into the fourth quarter. Um, I think right. the Colts are definitely scoring in the thirties. Um, see, actually I have it under, who do you guys got to win the game? I've got the Colts. the Colts, but I think it's actually, I think you're going to see the Colts actually, Utilizing Philip Rivers as more of a game manager, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot. So actually, I would I wouldn't take the over. I would take the under. I think it's going to be that's a- fine. Take the under. You think they're covering the spread? Uh, yeah, I think eight is probably pretty fair. I think they'll be able to handle that. There you go. Now, my fantasy guy, believe it or not, I'm taking the rookie uh, running back, Jonathan Taylor. Matt, I think you're right. I think the Colts are going to run the ball. I think they're going to run it at will. Oh my god, the Jaguars couldn't. Stopped the run last year, and guess what? They're worse on the defensive line this year than they were last year. Um, I don't know. And the Colts are one of the best running attack uh, in the league. I think Jonathan Taylor, the rookie, uh, has a uh, has a, a pretty good debut. Yeah, I think he's going to – I mean, I think he's still going to be sharing some time, but I think he'll have 
Um, I think he'll put up a good game as a, for a first game as a rookie. I think he's going to get 12, 12 or 15 carries somewhere in that range, and that might be good enough for him to be 80, 80 90 yards in a score or two. Uh, yeah, I think it'll depend how the game goes. But, yeah, I think it's – I think that's not off. I kind of agree. I think Taylor is going to be good. I just think they're going to – I think you're looking at a Colts team rushing for, you know, upwards of 150-some-odd yards. So, I think – I would I would agree with that. I think you're going to have Mac or Taylor – Either I'm on the opposite, man. I think I think the connection that Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton is really going to freaking blossom in this game. Philip Rivers ain't pushing the ball downfield anymore there. so He doesn't have to push the ball downfield. You get a T.Y., he's going to get it out in space, man. That's just the way he does it. It could. I would not be surprised I, I, if T.Y. has a big it'll be play. An eight, it'll be an run. eight or nine catch game for over 100 yards and at least one score for T.Y. That's a, that's a good fantasy day right there. So uh, it's, I mean, to... I can't hate it because I do – like T.Y. Hilton a lot. I think yeah, he doesn't yeah, get it a lot of credit. I, I just think it's going to be a rushing attack. So the next game on the docket is, uh, I think, the um, it, it's at least going to be, my, besides the Chargers game, it's going to be my one-to-watch game, and that's Green Bay going to Minnesota. Yes. Uh, the Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites um, at home. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. I'm picking Minnesota to win this game. Um, I do yep. think that they covered the two and a half points as well. Um, if any, I think Minnesota wins by anywhere from four to four to six points, uh, something like that. 20, 27, 21, something like that. But I, I've got the Vikings winning this game at home. Yeah, I, I, I've, yeah, I've got I, Minnesota winning it too. I think, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to go and have a really good game. That's just what he does. Um, I don't hate him like Matt does, but um, – <laughs> I definitely think this will be the game of the week, despite some of the matchups we're going to see. I think this will probably be the most contested and the closest scoring game out there. Um, but I think Mike Zimmer and that Minnesota Vikings defense really puts it together and kind of shows everybody that they're there to that they're there for business this year. Matt, you picking the Vikings too? Uh, I do have the Vikings. Uh, I think it is going to be a lot tougher than I initially would have said. I would have laughed at that spread if that was that spread if Daniel Hunter was starting, um, but. I think it's going to hurt. The spread would have been higher. Uh, oh yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I think. Yeah. I think it would have been higher. So I think you got to take that into account. But yeah, give me the Vikings, and I think it's going to be an interesting fantasy game, to be honest. Yeah, I like. Um, I like. I like Devonte uh, Adams for Green Bay to have a to have a pretty big game. I think um, Minnesota's corners will be will be challenged, and I think because. Daniel Hunter's not playing. I think Aaron Rogers Jones have just, is going to. Jones is a stud. I, I, I'm, I just gonna go with, I'm just going to go with Adams because I think Rodgers will have a little bit more time to throw the ball with no Daniel Hunter. I think that Vikings uh, front seven against the run will be pretty decent. So I would I would take uh, Adams. I hate to admit it, but I think passing attack is going to be on point for the Packers. And uh, actually, I got a dark horse. I think Alan Lazard is actually going to have a good game. You know, I was I was watching some stuff on him. He's he might break out this year. I mean, he was the guy that they were leaning on last year, and he didn't really do much for it. But I that's think how he the, might come. That's out. the Packers, though. They always have. No, I know, I know. These, like, I'm not I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying I think he might have a really good season. It's so but, annoying. But my fantasy guy for this one is Adam Thielen, man. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, Thielen's yeah. a stud, and I mean, there's no digs now, so. 
He's definitely yeah. top dog in Minnesota. He's, he's the number one out there. So let, let's yeah. see him. Let's see him in his 2018 form and not his 2019 form. That's right. So the next game uh, is uh, is my San Diego Chargers of uh, Los Angeles County. They're going to uh, Cincinnati, the birthplace of Skyline Chili. They're going to play the Bengals and uh, Tiger Kings uh, debut. The Chargers are three points. First off, ro- road favorites. Let's let's talk about how disrespectful that spread is. Three-point road favorites. So basically what you're saying, what they're telling me here, what Vegas is telling me is normally the home team gets three points for just being at home. Yep. Right now Vegas is is telling me that the Chargers are only a six, six points better than the Bengals. Uh, So I am a hundred percent looking at them to cover that minus three without a doubt. Um, in that game. So I'm picking the Chargers to win. If I was betting it, I would also bet the Chargers to cover the minus three. I don't ever bet on my teams. It's just a personal superstition. Um, but if you're looking for some action, minus three on the Chargers and the over at 42 uh, for that game would be what I would go with. And my fantasy player is going to be Austin Eckler. I think he's going to do everything to wreak havoc against the Bengals. Yeah. Um... I, so who do you guys got winning? I'm sorry, man. Uh, you got Tiger King coming out to get the win, really? No, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't like Tyrod Taylor. I don't. I don't like him. He's a sub-average quarterback. You uh, can if you fight don't, me if on you don't it. like him you enough to beat the Bengals, you're not no, going to pick the Chargers I, a lot this year. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I, hey, listen. You know what my record for them was the year. I, I think they have a successful season, but I, I think, I think. Look, rookie quarterbacks somehow have a lot of stupid success in this league because you don't know what's going to happen. I think him going to Cincinnati was good for him. He's ignited a fire in that team. I I don't think it'll be a a blowout. I think it'll be a really close game, but I think the Bengals somehow pull it off in like the fourth quarter and just barely beat you guys. Alex has got the Bengals, Matt. Who do you got? See, I think travel is – I think travel's going to affect teams week one, but the difference is – Atlanta at least has some semblance of some type of mediocre football. The Bengals do not. And I think we're forgetting that, yes, they're down their stud corner. Chargers defense is going to make Joe Burrow wish he was still at LSU because I think he's going to get absolutely beat up. They might. They they might. I just, The Chargers I don't know. defense I think, is – their, 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 their ability to rush – the passer is way too good for Burrow to come yeah, out week I, one. I do, see, I do that's think what I'm worried about, man. I'm, we're going to have a field day against that. That's my fantasy. That's my that's fantasy. what I'm worried about, man. Grab. That's what I'm Charger worried defense. about. I'm worried. I'm worried. Chargers the Chargers are going to go. The Chargers are going to go high speed the first three quarters and think that they've got it in the bag and then let up in the fourth and Joe Burrow comes out and scores one last one to win the game. No. Nah. Right, well, we'll, not, we'll not see. Not a chance. Uh, so Alex is Alex has finally got a. A differing uh, pick. Him and Tyler Boyd, baby. Him and Tyler Boyd. This next game, Tyler Boyd's a good player. This next game is a a Wild West shootout. Uh, Arizona Cardinals going to the Bay Area to play the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are seven-point home favorites. The over-under is 47-and-a-half, which is a very interesting over-under because this game could be uh, a lot of offense. Or the 49ers could stifle Arizona. But I'm picking the 49ers to win this game. If I was betting it, I would also bet the Niners to cover the seven-point spread. 
Interesting. Who do you guys uh, got winning? Uh, I, I, I mean, might, I got... if I was gambling too, I might even buy a half a point to where it was 49ers minus six and a half. But I would bet this. I would bet the seven. I, I, I don't know, man. I uh, I'm going 49ers on this, but I, I think they only win by like a field goal or one score. I, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a shootout. I mean, look at the success that that Kyler Murray had, and yep. then you throw in you throw in D Hop on top of that. I mean, they're only going to get better. It, it, they're not going to get worse as a team. Um, but San Francisco, again, a lot of firepower, really good coaching. They've got their shit. You know, they were one game away from going to the friggin' big game. So, um, well, they're uh, in the big game. They just lost it. Well, I know, but I'm just saying they're, they're, they're the team that they're, they're going to have the most success over these teams that are just now starting to find their footing. And I think they're, it'll be a close, it'll be a shootout. It'll be like the giant saints game back in like 2000, I think it was 15 or 16 oh, when they scored. Where they scored like fifty points Jesus. each. I don't think it'll be like that, that but it'll absurd. be a high scoring game. That Matt, game who do you got hard. winning this game, Matt? So I actually have the Cardinals not being a very decent team this year. I have them being pretty mediocre, even though I like a lot of the players on the team. You but, do. You don't have the Cardinals as a good team, only four wins. I know. Yeah. But I actually have them this is gonna I think gonna be their one one of their wins. I think really I think the 49ers wow. I think the 49ers just have a little bit of a hangover from losing the Super Bowl. But I mm-hmm. think that they're also a team because they've got a rushing attack that they will be able to come on strong. Here's the thing. Really, high, I, I feel like you see time and time again a lot of rushing attack teams start a little slow because it takes a little bit to get that engine going for that rushing attack, a week or two to get the, the feet going, get the whole, you know, the line moving in unison. I think it just takes a little bit, and then the 49ers will start just absolutely demolishing teams with the rushing attack. But I actually have the Cardinals. Winning this game now. Do you got do you got a fantasy guy? I like both of the running backs, Kenyon Jake and Raheem Moster on both both teams, and I think yeah. Kyler Murray is a, a a good play in this game as well. Um, Who else do we like as a fantasy play? Well, now you got like, now I got to think for a second because you took I like all three guys. Listen, I'll go, I'll go one on each side, man. Um, I like I like Christian Kirk. Yeah, I was just gonna say I like Kirk. All right. Um, even because though they got D Hop, but I think Christian they Kirk got D Hop and Fitzgerald. Looks. Yeah, they're gonna call. They're gonna pull double coverage, which is gonna leave Christian Kirk open in the middle. I think he's gonna see a lot of play from Kyler Murray, but I also like yep. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Kirk would be the guy. Kirk would be the. I'll stay- Kirk would be my guy if I was yeah. playing fantasy. That would be my guy. But Debo I think I think the, the, other the, side. the guy who will have the biggest game, just in my opinion, it's, will be Kittle. Yeah. Uh, yeah or Mostert. Even Kittle or Mostert, but we'll see. Um, now, Mostert could have a big game, though, but it's only like 80 yards. It could be one of those yeah, type games. Exactly. And, and so this next one, though, that's on our list, this is this is besides the Vikings and Packers. Um, you know, obviously at 4 o'clock I'll be locked into the Chargers, so I won't, I won't see this one I'll be watching this game. Much. But this is, this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to the Super Bowl Dome and playing the New Orleans Saints. The Saints open up as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. The over-under is 48. I like the Saints to win, and if I was betting, I'd bet the over on 48 in this game. I 100% agree. I would – the spread, I wouldn't even beyond pretend to think like I'm going to choose it. But I got Saints at home. I think this, the Saints are – Pretty historically good to start the seasons. Um, I think you're going to have a great game from TB12 and the Bucks, but I think you get a I think you get a, a, a close game that's you know both teams put up like you know twenty some odd points. 
Who do you like here, Alex? Hey, man, I'm going with I'm going with the leader of my top team here, baby. Going with God. Breeze and the Saints. Breeze and the Saints, man. It'll be a close one, but it'll be Breeze and the Saints in the end. Who uh, who's our fantasy uh, our fantasy guy in this week? Whether it's a a stud or a sleeper, who's, who's the guy? Michael Thomas as a stud. Um, yeah, uh, I think that Evans. Michael Mike Evans is that's, a stud. That's so both, actually I think he's the number sleeper. ones. I think he gets. I think he's getting getting kind of overlooked because it's. I mean, obviously Brady's the one throwing to him, but I think he's getting overlooked as being important to the team. Yeah. Or Godwin, even honestly, I think Godwin could throw could be very well have a great game as well. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think you can go wrong with any of that. Actually, I'm going theaters. Godwin. You know what? Because Evans is technically listed as questionable, so who knows what that means? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with both of those. I guess if I just had to mix in um, another play. I think that you could certainly go with uh, Alvin Kamara, Kamara yeah. or uh, you go with, um, if you need a kicker, this is where Will Lux for the <laughs> Saints comes into play. He's kicking in a dome and he's probably going to be making a lot of extra points and field goals. So if you need a kicker, Will Will Lux for the <laughs> Saints could be your kicker. Yep. Yep. But so, I think that's uh, another game to watch for sure. Yeah, it's definitely another one to watch. Like I said, if I wasn't going to be locked in on the Chargers at four, I'd be watching this one. Um, and then finally, the uh, well, there's the two more games. Night game. Um, we talked about this when we were previewing our teams in our in our division um, dives. This is the Cowboys going on the road to play against the the Rams. Uh, the Cowboys are a three point road favorite uh, in this game, where the Rams are opening up on uh, prime time in their brand new stadium. The over under is fifty one and a half. We talked about this uh, when we were doing our division dive. Any game the Cowboys play, bet the over, uh, 51 and a half. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to stop many people. I think they're going to have to score a lot of points. I think this is a game that proves that. I actually like the Rams to win this game. So if I'm picking the Rams, and if I was betting, I would parlay the Rams in the plus 135 money line with the over at 51 and a half. But I am, I am taking the Oof. Rams to beat – uh, the Cowboys. Okay. Apparently, that's um, your lock bet of the night, the, the weekend. <clears throat> yeah, you're going really hard in the paint there, buddy. Now, I think this will be a low-scoring game, but the Rams will take it. And the only reason the so Rams Alex will take the Rams. it is because it's the first year in Mike McCarthy's system for the Cowboys. Yep. I think that is the only reason the Rams take this game, despite how good their defense is. I right, think, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Alex on that. I think McCarthy – So you got the Rams too, Matt. I've got, I've got the Rams, and so we're all picking the Rams. As much as I don't really think for that different they're that reasons, great, um, <laughs> that's okay. I think the Rams are going to win, but their offense is, I think, pretty mediocre, quite frankly. Yeah, and, they don't have a lot of fire. But I think the Cowboys' offense is going. to – I think you're going to see miscues. I really do. I think you're going to see a couple of those where Dak Prescott kind of like gives you that look that you're not really sure what emotion he's feeling when he misses passes that he does sometimes. <laughs> like he thinks he knew it, but he didn't. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of that because it's the first year under McCarthy, and I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get try to be uh, too cute with that offense. This, this will I be guess. one of the one of the six losses I see them having. Uh, all right, yeah. so so we've all got the Rams uh, so far. So I mean, uh, we'll get into now our our Monday night games. Uh, the first yeah. one, the yeah, early yeah. one, is uh, the Steelers going into East Rutherford MetLife Stadium to play the New York Football Giants. Uh, the Steelers, this is this is what Vegas thinks of either the Steelers or, or the Giants. The Steelers are a six-point 
road favorite with no. the over-under at 46 and a half. Nope. Um, I don't know what I'm missing here with all the football that we watch and we follow. There's a ton of love for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I don't know why. I'm just – I'm not seeing – I understand the defense is pretty good. I get that. But you've got a banged-up, washed-up future Hall of Fame quarterback. you got a banged-up running back who's the clear bell cow with not a lot of depth behind him. Yes, you've got a stud-wide receiver in Juju, but I don't see where all the love for – I mean, Alex, the one predictions you sent us had the Steelers at 12-4 and and being a playoff team. Yeah, well, um, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, let's take into account last year, right? They went eight and eight without a solid quarterback last year. The Steelers. That. The Steelers will be a good team this year. I'm, no. I'm not getting away from that. They're, but they're, they're not average. beating the Giants week one. This is Big Ben's first game since week three of so last season. You got the season. Giants winning Monday Night Football at home. Giants are winning the season opener. I. What What do you got, Matt? He's picking the Steelers. No, well, I mean, what he says. The, the Giants are historically pretty miserable to watch on primetime, to be honest. Um, I, when I see primetime schedules, whenever I see a primetime game for the Giants every year, I'm like, great, not really looking forward to this. Um, but I think there's a lot of good team chemistry coming from Giants camp. I think Judge is doing a lot of good. I think we're going to see it, the proof in the pudding right out of the gate. Um, I think pudding. I think the Giants offensive line is going to have a their hands definitely full with that defense. Do not get me wrong, and I think that's why the Steelers are going to be. I had them at eight and eight, so I think they're an average team, but they're going to get carried those eight wins by the defense. But I have the Giants. I think they edge it out. I just I think they're clicking. I think there's a lot of good things. I think the defense. While a lot of people are clamoring that this sounds a little bit like the better defense of oh well you can plug versatile guys anywhere. I think it works. I think Graham's a little bit better at it, in my opinion, because he worked with lesser talent and did it. Still not sold on him. I mean, the Dolphins had one of the best second-half records. I, but, I get okay. it, but I'm still not sold on him. Well, I'll agree to disagree on that one, of course. Of course. Um, you're, we're, this show is built on disagreement. I, I, think <laughs> I, I disagree with both of you. I think the Steelers are winning the game, and Matt, you made my point. I think I'm going to slap the hell out of you. Monday. I think the Giants are going to have their hands full trying to block T.J. Watt and Cameron Hayward and Bud Dupree, and I think that the pressure is going to get to Danny Dimes, unfortunately. The Giants will make some splash plays. I don't think that the Steelers cover the six. I think the Giants will, will keep it close. If I was betting the game, I'd bet the under at 46 and a half. I could see this game very easily being a 20 to 17 uh, type of game. See, you kind of played um, in exactly why I think the Giants actually surprise people on primetime. As yep. much as I think the Giants have an issue controlling that defense, um, I think Danny Dimes, one thing I've heard in camp that's been a little bit better to go real nerd status on our, for our fans for – those of us that are Giants fans, um, yourself included, Alex. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've been hearing it. Danny Dimes looks a little sharper in his reads than he did last year. Um, he's not sitting there as Sean O'Hara, I heard on a, their Giants podcast, likes to burp the baby. He does not do that. He does not just pat the football and wait. He makes Well, that's good because he's not going to have time to do and that I with think, T.J. Watt coming after I, him. I, I think that's exactly what's going to help them. Again, I don't think they're going to be like lighting up the scoreboard. Like I think you're right. It's going to be like, a 17-14 game, but I think it, the Giants get it. I think Barkley has a good game. Um, I honestly they're going to need him to if you're picking him to win. I think I, I think my standout player, believe it or not, I think uh, you're going to see 
uh, more of the coming out party of Darius Slayton. There you go. Darius is going to be, I think, the guy that you're going to see Dime, Danny Dimes go to a lot to bail him out. Um, and Evan Ingram's healthy, so that's another bailout for him. Uh, yeah, that's that's mine. Like, I, I honestly think, and listen, my biggest reason for picking Giants over the Steelers in this one is because the Giants have attacked their training camp this season as if it was yeah. the regular season. And they've they're got a more, more versatile physical, offense. They've just been more physical in camp. Mm-hmm. They have a full healthy offense now they got Barkley Deion Lewis is a new addition but they got Darius Slate and Shep's healthy Tate's healthy Ingram's healthy Daniel Jones is going to be freaking dropping bombs all all of that, that all of that is good and is positive but they still have to play a real opponent I don't know I understand that I just think that they've been a lot more physical and harder on the team in practices and their scrimmages this offseason than the Steelers have because they've had to baby Ben Roethlisberger back I think, from that injury. I, I think the Giants are going to be a gritty team. I think that's something that you're going to see. I think They're going to adopt the term grit? I, I truly think oh, Judge... Oh, shit. Well, dude, look, Judge jumped in a mud pit to do a fumble drill. I think they're a gritty team. I think, it's, I think that's showing the proof that it's about the blue-collar work and putting up the blood, sweat, and tears in practice and training camp so that way your game isn't getting, you know, caught by surprise on, you know, every third down play when you're in your own, you know, 30. I think that's the I think that's where that's going to make a difference. And I think that's why we've been hearing that Danny Dimes looks sharp. I think the offense has looked pretty decent for what it is. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that it's going to be this like explosive offense, but. I, I think there's more versatility in picking the Giants in this game if they had a true home field advantage with fans in the stands. And that, that does hurt loud. them. Do not get me wrong, but, but at the same time, quite frankly, their home field advantage isn't really is what people think it is. Yeah, but on prime time, that is on prime time. I'd rather have a packed house first game of the season, prime time, and and roll my and roll the dice that way. One last comment: Watch out for Caden Smith to have a maybe have some couple key catches that can help them bell out to keep drives alive on like third and you know third it's, and fourth it's possible but i i actually think that the tight ends are going to struggle with the with minka fitzpatrick at safety for the steelers back there he's a stud so we'll see i think yeah. i think you're right with darius slayton being the guy but darius slayton i think the guy that has the game in my opinion on either team because i think both offenses are not going to put up a lot of so the last uh production. the last game on the schedule um, the late one for Monday night, the Tennessee Titans roll into Denver, Mile High Stadium to play the Broncos. The Titans are also a road favorite, two-and-a-half-point road favorite, over-under at 41. Um, I I like, believe it or not, I like Denver to win this football game. Um, I don't have much of a reason besides the fact that I actually think their offense is going to be improved enough to where they're going to they're going to outscore Tennessee. Uh, actually, I'm in the same camp as you are. I think the Broncos actually win this game. Um, I just, I, I think the Broncos are actually stepping in the right direction. But I think that it's going to be the same thing as I was saying earlier about rushing teams. I think the Titans will start a little slow. Um, it'll take Derrick Henry a little bit to get going, but then I think he'll take off and the Titans will be good. But I, I think it's a close game and I think the Broncos win it. Who do you got winning, Alex? Man, I don't. I, I honestly, I I don't know with this this one, man. I I think it can go either way. I, gotta, I think you got to pick somebody. I I understand that. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Denver Broncos this season. Obviously, I'm never a um, fan of Denver. 
But, um, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I, I think Cortland Sutton is a, a very, very great talent, I think, for that team. I think they've got a lot of good things Listen, going for them. if you really knew, you'd be betting real money on it. Well, yeah, I, I don't know, though. I mean, I, I genuinely think this game can go either way. Like, I, I think the Titans can come in and, and Derrick Henry can, can pound it down. Well, Vegas thinks the Titans are five and a half points better by making them a two and a half point yep. road favorite. No, 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 I know. I know they're I know they're favored to win. I just genuinely don't know. I think this can go either way. I think if they stop Derrick Henry, Denver wins. I think if they can't stop him, the the Tennessee Titans win. Sure. So what's going to happen then? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take a flyer, man, on this one. I really don't know. You can't I'll take a flyer. Take, I think no. I, no. I think Tennessee, yeah, I'm taking a flyer. Tennessee wins. Okay, thank uh, you. You got to well, pick that's a not team. a flyer. He picked the Titans. There you go. So so I uh, I think it's a tie. That, <laughs> no. I think that the studs in this game are going to be uh, Cortland Sutton and uh, Derrick Henry from, yep. from each side. Um, I don't expect great quarterback play between Tannehill or Locke, if I'm being honest, at least not week one. My um, sleeper for this week on them, if they were going to have success, is Noah Fant. The Broncos tight end. It's, po- it's yep. possible. Uh, Absolutely. He, Noah I actually like Johnny Smith, the Titans tight end, better. Yeah, I, I think Noah Fant. Okay, so on a fantasy side, I do not like Fant as much on a, like a real football side. I think Fant is a very underrated tight end because he's he's going to be one of those guys that becomes like a jack of all trades tight end, where he may not kill you on receptions and yards, which he'll still have. And I mean, he put up good numbers last year, but he can block and he's versatile and he's athletic. Here's here's so. here's why I think Noah Fant, man, Noah Fant since 2016 is fourth in yards after the catch amongst all tight he's ends. He's got that the, breakaway. Speed. Oh he's, no, he's he's. He's Again, a, he's a sleeper. Not man. arguing. I think he has a. He's got. I think he's gonna. Ha- he'll be the sleeper pick for fantasy. Tennessee's got a good defense, though. It's a. It's kind of an overlooked defense in a way. Um, and I think it'll. I think. See, I think that's gonna be the one advantage that Tennessee has. Um, and that's how I think they're gonna keep in this game. Why I think it's gonna be close. I think the Broncos win, but I think Tennessee is able to keep offenses at bay, and that's how they're gonna be able to uh, stay afloat this year. And yeah. we'll see. I think we'll see it opening night. So we've got uh we've got our previews we've hit we've got our our picks in we've discussed some some lines that we like and and some fantasy guys that we like so this all means you know finally boys NFL football and, and just college football and everything in general is here uh, so it's pretty exciting uh, obviously we'll get to start watching it uh, starting tomorrow and uh, we'll get to uh, next week's show we'll get to do a recap and a preview so. The, the podcast is, is really about to turn turn it up a notch in terms of what we're going to be able to cover each week now that football is here, looking back from the past week and discussing what happened, looking forward to the next week and what we think is going to happen. Exactly. So lots of lots of good content. Uh, we hope everybody listens uh, to the show. Uh, we hope you enjoy it and you continue to listen to it. And, and whether it's on uh, the Anchor uh, dashboard or uh, Apple or – Spotify, uh, you know, subscribe, follow, share, um, listen. We appreciate the support. Um, as, as always, we thank uh, String Sports Brewery for, for being a part of the show, as well as Engine Fifteen Brewing Company. So, uh, boys, another another good show. We finally got to talk uh, about football that's going to happen and that is going to matter. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got that right. So, uh, so we we will see how uh, how this week goes, and when we get back on the show next week, we'll recap uh, what happened. Um, we'll see how we fared with our 
with our picks. Um, and we'll uh, recap uh, how we did with fantasy football as well as uh, any kind of uh, bets that we may have placed. I will, uh, I will go ahead and just tease this, that I already have locked in a three-team parlay with the, uh, the Bears um, winning that uh, game. I got the money line, 135. I've got the Colts covering the spread at minus eight and i've got the bills covering the spread at minus six and a half there's my my three team mm-hmm. my three teamer right there um it's a ten dollar bet to win seventy dollars and 39 cents so we'll see um that's where i'm that's what i've got locked in so far if there's anything else i play over the weekend we'll recap it on uh on wednesday's show so for you degenerates there's my little uh my little prediction but we uh we will go ahead and uh, and wrap up the show tonight. So for Matt and, and Alex and myself, we thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time. And we will see you next.